Welcome to the Homeschool Show, dedicated to viewing home education and all aspects of life through the prism of God's Word. Thousands of families are experiencing the educational freedoms and challenges of teaching their own children at home. Now here's your host, veteran teacher, homeschooling dad, author, speaker, award-winning film producer, and president of Piedmont Education Services, Greg Munger. Well, welcome to the Homeschool Show. I'm glad you're with us, where we're talking about home education and along the way looking at all of life through the prism of God's Word. We're looking today in particular at the state of home education across America. What is homeschooling like all across the country? Is it legal in all 50 states? How is homeschooling different in some of the various states? Is it the same? What are some possible challenges and how can local and statewide support groups help you? We're glad you've joined us today on The Homeschool Show. And don't forget, if you ever want to contact us, listen to our previous shows, or ask any questions, you can do so on the web at thehomeschoolshow.net. Homeschooling is growing by leaps and bounds in the United States. A recent estimate had about 2 million homeschoolers, which are made up of a diverse ethnic and socioeconomic cross-section throughout the nation. And today we want to highlight homeschooling in South Carolina. And with us today to help us in that endeavor is Rachel Ward. She's the vice president with the South Carolina Home Educators Association. Welcome, Rachel. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. You are the vice president with a group called SCIA, South Carolina Home Educators Association. That's a mouthful. (laughs) It sure is. Uh, Well, tell us some about what's going on in uh, South Carolina and home education. Okay. Right now, we are experiencing growth in homeschooling. Good. We've gone from about 15,000 homeschool students in the last few years to about 20,000. So we're right around that range. But the numbers are hard to know exactly because there's so many different ways that people can homeschool in South Carolina. But that's our estimate right now. Okay. Well, you had on your website, which is a very nice website, and we'll have that complete information on our site called thehomeschoolshow.net. You can go there and click more about the South Carolina Home Educators Association. But Rachel, tell us about the laws. I was reading some on the website about how SCIA got started, and it was very interesting that uh, you've had somewhat of an interesting and turbulent history of homeschooling in South Carolina. Can you talk about that? Something called substantial equivalence. Okay. To homeschool in the beginning, parent had to have a college degree or pass the triple E, which was the teacher's exam. Oh, wow. And then the law started changing a little by little, and they took out that provision where the parent had to have the triple E. They had to have at least a high school diploma or a GED. Mm-hmm. And in the first few years, you the only way you could homeschool was through the local school district. And when you did that, you were bound to abide by what they required, which was the testing each year and filling out an application and being approved by a school board. Oh, I see. And I then say that sounds legally challenging and sometimes risky. <laughs> well, probably in those I, early years. Well, it was how I started homeschooling. Okay, uh, my children was we would homeschool each year through the school district, but the testing was at the whim of the school district. They may change the test or require one grade level to do a different test other than what you were prepared for, and so. Some people got together and decided that they wanted a different option for homeschooling, and so the law started to change to allow for those different options. In the beginning, the first law that was passed allowed for an association called uh, SCAE, South Carolina Association of Independent Homeschools, to form. Okay. And then that only allowed for one association because it was named, 
And then another law was passed to allow other associations to form to give parents options and different varieties of associations. So it sounds like through the years that the homeschool laws have become more and more favorable there in South Carolina. Yes, they have. And even though when you read the laws and you think about it, people say, man, it's really complicated. It's really not. It's a simple set of rules to follow, minimums to follow. And once you understand that, it, it's a piece of cake. That's good. I like piece of cake. <laughs> like easy thing. Well, you've been a homeschooler how long now? Actually, I'm finished. My children are all adults, but I homeschooled for 17 years. 17 years. Wonderful. Yes. And you've taught all the subjects and all the grades. Yes, sir. And I'm <laughs> still teaching homeschoolers today. So. Well, you had mentioned the three different options. One is to go under the uh, local district, the school district, and the second was, was join this larger group. What's the third legal option? The third legal option is just a way for other associations to form in, instead of just the one South Carolina Association for Independent Home Schools is I to see. give families variety. And so if you join any association other than SCAES, then you are employing the third option. And that third option is something called an accountability association. I believe you are a an owner-operator of, is that Homeward Education Association? Yes, sir. Tell us yes, about sir. how that works, the Accountability Association. Families who want to homeschool in South Carolina, they choose their option. And if they choose a third option, then they, they apply to that option and abide by that association's accountability requirements. The minimums of the law, but each association has their different ways to account for a family's a compliance with the minimums of the law. And that's why accountability has become the word that we all use. Mm -hmm. Each association has to report to school districts and the State Department of Education that their members are compliant with the minimums of the law. I see. So once you understand those three options and choose which one you're going to join or participate with, it really is uh, quite simple. It doesn't sound complicated at all. No, it, it's not, and it's, it's very family-friendly because the family can choose the association that fits their needs. That's nice. You know, that's one of the big benefits of home education, isn't it, that uh, yes. we can uh, help our children the way we think best and uh, that suits their learning style and learning needs and so on. Is that the kind of freedom you have in South Carolina? Yes, pretty much. It, it, it's, a, it's a good system. Um, we're really happy to have it. Uh, it allows for quite a bit of flexibility and uh, family choices. Well, where does uh, South Carolina Home Educators Association come in? I know it was uh, formed with, like many homeschool statewide support groups, with just very few members. It was 1987, I think it was formed, wasn't it? it was about 90 right. members? Yes, and that was the, that was before all of these different laws, and it was it's a support group. We are here to support homeschool families in South Carolina, whatever that may be, if it's a convention or workshops in their area or to get the word out about events that are happening throughout the state that they can take part in. That is our goal. Our mission is to make homeschooling uh, as easy as possible in South Carolina to all families, regardless of uh, what option they choose to homeschool legally under. And so it's, it sounds like that uh, SCIA has been involved with the homeschooling and the legislative process and so on since the very beginning. Yes, they have. They've worked really hard to 
monitor legislation to make sure that it always stays homeschool friendly. We have a person um, on our board that monitors legislation every every day almost to make sure, especially when the, they're in session, to make sure that the wording of all laws keep in, keep in uh, mind homeschoolers. Yeah, and doesn't infringe upon the rights and privileges. Right. Well, certainly appreciate, I know you all do there in South Carolina, appreciate the sacrificial efforts of so many of those early pioneers in the homeschooling movement there in the state. Definitely. Well, how does a person get in contact with some of these uh, accountability associations? Are they located throughout the state or just in one part? I know your group, your uh, accountability association, that you're the owner and operator of, Homeward Education Association. You're in Sumter area. Yes, sir, but we are also um, statewide. Oh, we I see. We have members all over the whole state. Um, the best way to find an association is to go on to the SCIA website and look at the page that lists the accountability associations. I did notice there were, I counted them, 31 different listings. That's wonderful, all across the state of right. South Carolina. Yes, that, it is. It's really, it, the, the option law really allowed for uh, local support groups to form their own accountability association if they were big enough. It, it allowed for um, religious uh, formation of accountability groups Right. If they wanted to stay within their specific um, denomination, mm-hmm. there's all different kinds of reasons why people have formed a accountability association. I see. Well, it sounds like you have great freedoms there for homeschooling. Uh, from the mountains to the sea, I think that's the uh, slogan of the uh, South Carolina Home Educator Association website. Yeah, that's what we wanted to promote is the fact that we are we are here to um bring the state together as much as possible, even though we know that there are different reasons why people homeschool and there's different ways to homeschool, we still have a common bond of homeschooling. That's right. Wonderful. Do you know how many students there are in South Carolina right now doing home education? Um, Sometimes it's not. Not real good numbers, but somewhere between 15 and 20,000. Well, that's great. You know, across the United States, I heard a report recently, read a report from the... uh, National Home Education Research Institute, about 2 million homeschoolers, and uh, each state would have a part of that. That's wonderful. Um, Rachel, South tell Carolina's us. a pretty small state. <laughs> well, you still have quite a wide area from the mountain to the sea. There um, you go. What are the basics of getting started in homeschooling in South Carolina? Can you talk a little bit about that for us? Okay, to uh, get started, a parent needs to have at least a high school education or GED, mm-hmm. a parent or guardian. And they need to agree to teach the 180 school days, teach the four subjects of language arts, math, science, and social studies, and um, do progress reports, plan books that outline what happens in a day, in an educational day. And depending on the association or the option that they choose, um, there is a yearly testing that is required. Okay. When you say that uh, homeschoolers have to abide by 180 school days, is that uh, consecutive days or can it be three weeks on and a week off or something like that? It is up to the family to choose the, the uh, format that fits their needs best. Mm-hmm. Good. So it can be, uh, for instance, I've heard of some homeschoolers who, because of the dad's work, uh, they homeschooled in the, uh, in the morning 
or in the afternoon when the dad was home and uh, they did other stuff with dad later. So uh, uh, that you have the freedom to do that in South Carolina as well? We sure do. We have, we have all different kinds of ways. We have um, parents who work weekends, at like Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So they, they homeschool Monday through Wednesday. Okay. Um, you know, different, just whatever works best within the structure of that family. Well, that's very as flexible. As they get that 180 and 365. That's very, very flexible. So you got good laws and uh, flexibility there. What about the uh, progress report? You mentioned that uh, this is somewhat dependent upon what accountability association you're with or how you organize or set up your homeschool, but um, a progress report and or a plan book and or a testing. What's the situation with that? Okay, well, with depending on the you know your option that you choose, there are say like for a third option, testing is not required. It's an option that the parents can choose. But for the first option and second option, there is testing that is required. And the parents know that going in, and if they're fine with that, that's good. That's their, that's their choice, and they've, they've accepted that, and it's, it, it works. Um, with the school district, if you homeschool through the school district, you are agreeing to take whatever test they give that grade level. Well, that's, that's very interesting. We're going to take a, a quick break here. When we come back, we talk a little bit more about that, or if there's any minimum score or minimum things there. And then I want to know more, Rachel, about what does SCIA have to offer the homeschooling parent? You've got a lot of things to mention there on the website, and we'll talk more about that when we come back on The Homeschool Show. We welcome you back to the Homeschool Show. I want to remind you that you can not only listen to us here live, but you can always go on the website, thehomeschoolshow.net, to listen to previous shows, ask us a question, or get more information about our topic today. And that is we're highlighting the state of South Carolina and what is home education like all across America, in particular, the state of South Carolina. Welcome you back with Rachel Ward, the Vice President of the South Carolina Home Educators Association. And she is the owner-operator of Homeward Education Association, which is an accountability association. Rachel, thank you for being with us again. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. And uh, we've talked about the condition of home education, that the very favorable laws, and you've got three legal options to uh, choose from. And those are all laid out on the uh, home education website, the South Carolina Home Educators Association website, which, by the way, if you're listening to us, you can uh, go to thehomeschoolshow.net and get complete information and uh, where to call or if you need information there about the SCIA homeschool group. One of the questions we had was, you mentioned, by the way, that there was required 180 days of classroom instruction. What is a typical homeschool day there in uh, South Carolina, the number of hours, the lesson plans, and so on? Tell us about that, Rachel. Well, it's different for each uh, portion of the law that you choose to homeschool through. Okay. If you choose to homeschool through the school district, the school district outlines the school day as being four and a half hours. Four and a half hours. Um, If you homeschool through a third option, um, there is no hourly requirement listed in the law. So families are kind of um, have a little bit of leeway there as to what they want, how that long they want their day to be. What we counsel people to take into consideration is the amount of work they need to get done in a day. And that four and a half hours 
is a good number to shoot for, but you don't have to count the clock, so to speak. So it's uh, flexible depending upon which of those three options, accountability options or the school district or the South Carolina Association of Independent Homeschools. Right. Depending on which option you choose, that's what you have to abide by. So that's why you said that uh, to get started in homeschooling, you need to figure out which one of those you want to choose, which of those options. Right. Which one fits your style best. That's great. Well, I know that the South Carolina Home Educators Association has been around a long time and been very active and busy in uh, keeping homeschool legal and favorable in your state. Uh, What does South Carolina Home Educators Association have to offer the people who are actually doing homeschooling? Well, we offer a yearly convention. Um, This year it's going to be June 17th and 18th uh, in Sumter. It's held on the campus of the University of South Carolina Sumter campus. Great. And we have vendors and workshops and speakers who come and help families find ways to um, successfully homeschool. Um, We also offer a yearly uh, trip to the Capitol. We call it Homeschool Day at the Capitol, and we have uh, homeschool bands come out and play on the grounds. We have tours of the Capitol and the Governor's Mansion. We have um, legislators' visits. Uh, We hand out packets to legislators at the start of each session, each two-year session, so that they can have in their file cabinet a file on all the information about homeschooling. Uh, We also are recognized on the floor of the um, House or Senate, Mm -hmm. and we usually get a proclamation proclaiming it Homeschool Day in South Carolina. (laughs) That's great. Uh, So we usually have anywhere from 300 to 500. I think we've had as many as 600 people show up and uh, take advantage of this wonderful field trip for their families. And you can find, uh, people can find more information about the Homeschool Day at the Capitol, March 8th, and the Homeschool Convention, June 17th and 18th, they're on the SKIA website. Yes. That's great. Um, Rachel, what about sports and science fair? I noticed on the website there was even information about high school and graduation. Those are great resources that you have, that uh, the group has. Um, What we usually do with SKIA is we put out that information so that local support groups can know how to start that kind of uh, activity in their area and also to showcase that um, availability to homeschoolers, that local support groups do offer these kinds of um, events in their local area. Um, homeschool groups have graduation. They are organizing sports. Uh, we have local um, teams that get together and play soccer through re- parks and recreation. Uh, different things like that. We even have upstate, there is a football league that plays as an independent team against other um, schools. Uh, here in Sumter, we have a uh, a soccer league, uh, a soccer team. Oh, wow, that, great. Um, plays as an independent high school team against private schools through Skiza and stuff like that. So there's uh, many ways to get our kids involved. We have a very active debate team that competes throughout. We have students that take advantage of the spelling bees and different things like that. So we try to get out as much information as we can to families 
to let them know that these opportunities are there for their children. That is wonderful. There sounds like there's so much to do and so much going on in South Carolina, from the mountains to the sea, and all being sponsored by uh, South Carolina Home Education Association and some of these other accountability associations, like the one you have, the Homeward Education Association. Well, I'm sorry to say we're out of time for the show today. Rachel, thank you very much for being on the show with us. You're welcome. Thanks for having us. You're very welcome. Folks, we're glad you've tuned in today. Don't forget, you can always visit us on the web at thehomeschoolshow.net. You can find out more about homeschooling in South Carolina there. And join us next time, would you please, as we again look at home education and all of life through the prism of God's Word here on The Homeschool Show.